Today's show is sponsored by Talkspace, the online therapy company. For a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, you can pick an experienced, licensed therapist you relate to and feel comfortable with. Each and every therapist has at least a master's degree and has completed over 3,000 hours of supervised work. To match with your perfect therapist, go to Talkspace.com forward slash boom. And to show your support for this podcast, use code boom to get $30 off your first month. That's boom. Talkspace.com slash boom. B-O-O-M. You are locked on Pelicans, your daily podcast on the New Orleans Pelicans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to your Wednesday edition of Locked On Pelicans. I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, also writer over at BourbonStreetShots.com, where I'll have an article up later today. Uh, coming to you this Wednesday after the Pelicans lose 113-109 in the Smoothie King Center to the Golden State Warriors. Uh, po- podcast is up a little bit late, had some technical issues, but they're all sorted out now. It'll be back to 6 a.m. for the uh, rest of the week and going forward, so sorry about that. Thank you for bearing with me here. Uh, but anyway, the 113-109 loss. Um, tough game for the Pelicans to swallow and lose this one here. Uh, that was a winnable game at times. It, you know, it was a ten and a half point spread uh, to start, uh, which a lot of people I was talking to thought it seemed low. And the Pelicans came in, were leading for a good chunk of it, were right in there, especially at the end. They had multiple chances to either take the lead or potentially win uh, and just weren't able to finish up with that. Uh, you know, I think a lot of fans are going to look at this as a moral victory. Uh, this is certainly a good loss, and that's kind of compared to what I said about the Suns win, where I said that was a bad win. This is a tremendous loss, a good loss for the Pelicans, though I think if you were to talk to the players, they wouldn't see it that way at all. So we're going to break this game down, what they did right, what they didn't do right. There was a lot of good in this game. Uh, you know, and it, it hopes you hope they can build off of it. Um, but who knows? We'll, we'll talk about who played well, who didn't. Um, what are the little things they did right? How do they manage to stay in this game? Uh, and, and break it all down for you here on Locked On Pelicans today. So in the 113-109 loss, all game the Pelicans played incredibly, incredibly tough. Um, they came out shooting, scorching hot from three. Buddy Heald started the game hitting his shots early, though he didn't get as much playing time. So the starting lineup, Solomon Hill, Anthony Davis, Ajinsa, Heald, Holiday, to be expected. Uh, Jensen going in there is just a bit more mobile. Uh, Omer Oshik actually didn't play at all. DNP coach's decision uh, against the Warriors. You know, what do you expect? He's not going to be the answer there. He's not mobile enough. Um, Jensen isn't either, either, but there's more mobility there. You figured maybe Czech Diallo could have gotten some run in this game. The problem was against the Warriors team, I don't think you trust him in there. Maybe against the Clippers when they were down, you know, three, four extra guys than normal. You, you get him out on the court. Uh, but against the Warriors, when you had your team right now, minus, you know, Evans and Pondexter, really, um, and, and Dante Cunningham, you, you, you don't necessarily throw him out on the court to get some burn. So that's one of the reasons he didn't play and why Jinsa started. Um, but they quickly are kind of going to that four-guard lineup. They did it to close the game against this Warriors team here. Uh, it didn't quite work, but it's where you see uh, Frazier, Galloway, Moore, Holiday and Anthony Davis, basically Davis being the only non-guard out on the on that uh, court with them. It's an interesting move. Going small against Golden State doesn't usually work because their small lineup is so lanky with Kevin Durant, Draymond Green. You know, all those guys are really tall, and all of a sudden Iguodala was out on the court, and they were playing that that Warriors death line out of Iggy, of Draymond, Clay Thompson, Curry, and Green, and. Iguodala would have been the second tallest player on the court for the Pelicans, and he's 
in their small lineup. So it goes to show you how different those two small lineups are. So Pelicans played, you know, well for the first three quarters of the game. They had a lead at half, which was unexpected. Um, they were making their three-point attempts, which was, you know, pretty great. Even Solomon Hill was two of four. Uh, Buddy Heald made one. Holiday had made one. Uh, Davis even hit one. Reggie Williams was hitting him. Uh, and Frazier had three. Uh, and then you, you kind of move on, and Galloway was scorching hot all night. He was um, he took five three-point attempts, or sorry, 12 three-point attempts. He made five, uh, which still is good for 41.7%. So he's on his streak right now where he is shooting lights out. He does this. I don't know if this is going to keep up. Uh, five of 12 just doesn't seem like it's sustainable to him. He's had games where he's one of seven, uh, one of six, one of five, one of four. So I don't know if that's going to keep going on. Uh, so things the Pelicans did well to keep them in this game before going into a lot of the individual players uh, type of play. The area of the Pelicans, to me, that jumps out just from rewatching that game a little bit this morning was uh, the Pelicans had a lot of points off turnovers. They had 27 points off turnovers, off 12 turnovers for Golden State. The Pelicans did a good job, and I said in the podcast yesterday they needed to do this if they wanted to have a chance of winning. Uh, You need to punish Golden State when they turn the ball over. Well, Golden State turned it over 12 times, and those turnovers were the result of the Pelicans being very aggressive on entry passes into the low post, into the paint, of getting their arms up and trying to just knock those little passes away and grabbing it. They did that a ton last night, especially late in the game, which kept them in it. Uh, they, they were trying to kind of take away passing lanes with their arms, just keeping their arms spread. Holiday's really good at this, um, but other players did it as well uh, last night. So you, you saw them trying to take away what Golden State does uh, best when you get those easy entry passes to Draymond Green, Kevin Durant, uh, down low, it's almost impossible to stop those guys once they're already there and once they get positioned. By taking away those passes, you throw off the rhythm of their offense a little bit. Pelicans did a good job disrupting that. They turned those turnovers into points. That's not something they do normally this year. They haven't been great scoring uh, you know, after a turnover in that tr- kind of transition and punishing the opposing team. They did tonight. That's one of the huge reasons they were in this game, and Darren Ehrman deserves a big pat on the back uh, for coaching those guys up. Maybe you give them a little high five. Uh, after he gave Curry a high five, after, I guess it was a low five, really, after Curry hits that, like, fadeaway, which is a ridiculous shot to begin with, looks over, puts out his hand, Darren Ehrman's right there, and, you know, high fives him uh, right from the Pelicans bench. I think it was just a reaction. Uh, I saw some people who were pissed about that. But he, I think, you know, was a former coach there, so it's just a natural reaction to kind of do that sort of thing. I also don't think he's got, you know, animosity towards the players. I don't think the players have animosity towards him. I don't really think most people in the NBA have animosity towards each other. Another area the Pelicans played well last night was defensive rebounding. That was kind of big. You know them. If I say they want to be above 80%, which is at times a high mark for them, but they uh, had a defensive rebound percentage of 81.3 last night. They were cleaning up that defensive glass, not giving second-chance points uh, to Golden State, who will absolutely kill you if they get an offensive rebound. Uh, They faltered down the stretch. Um, In the fourth quarter, they gave up. Three offensive rebounds, which they really, really shouldn't have. It allowed Golden State uh, to score on those possessions. Not ideal. Uh, But Anthony Davis was great on the glass last night. So was Drew Holiday, actually. Um, 
He, he was put, he was grabbing boards when they come to him. He's got good enough size where he can jump up and get it and maybe out-rebound a guard and stop it um, from becoming an offensive rebound. You don't want him being primary rebounder as a guard, of course. But uh, he contributes out there. It's a very big thing. He, he was aggressive trying to get those defensive rebounds. Solomon Hill chipped in as well. Uh, he had six in just 30 minute, in 29 minutes of play. He did quite well. He was making his shots last night. He was active on the glass. I'm going to talk about him more tomorrow. Um, as you know, he plays the Pacers for the you know first time in the regular season since after leaving there, and the Pelicans signed him to a big contract. Um, I haven't been enamored with his defense lately, uh, but so you had guys chipping in. Uh, Terrence Jones, when he was out on the court, uh, he only played 21 minutes, grabbed uh, nine defensive rebounds. When he was out there, he was making sure uh, that Golden State wasn't going to get those. Uh, second chance points that was big if they get those easy points they can run away uh, from the Pelicans here uh, last night but you know they can all of a sudden those offensive rebounds turn into threes for them and they blow a game wide open they're known for doing this last night they weren't able to do that because the Pelicans were sound on the defensive glass so I mentioned how I don't really think people around the league have a ton of animosity towards each other two people who had it on the court last night though were Anthony Davis and Draymond Green and that was actually rather, there was a fun sequence, was it the third quarter, I think, where uh, Draymond Green was driving to score with a layup, Davis blocks it away, uh, just got like the tips of his fingers on it. Uh, a full outstretched arm from Anthony Davis should be able to grab almost anything off a shelf, should be able to block most basketballs fully, uh, only gets his t- the tips of his fingers on it. it, goes to show you how you know tall and good Draymond Green is, but um, ball goes out of bounds, they started jawing at each other I don't know about what uh Davis was fired up and pissed Draymond Green is just you know a bit of a punk I guess is maybe the best way to put it I I feel like an old guy saying that but I I think that just kind of sums him up really well great player tremendous tremendous player you know kind of the almost the key to that team but man just like shut up at times I think would be a good thing so I don't know what was going on I couldn't hear what was being said Davis and him or John at each other uh, and then next possession uh, for Golden State on, on that end on offense, and Draymond Green goes to drive, and you knew he was going to do something like this. Davis wasn't even down there uh, after he had hit the ground hard on the, when the Pelicans were on offense, but he's not even down there. You knew Draymond Green's going to try and drive and really wants to stick it to this team right now. And Alexia Jinsa comes over on Draymond Green's lap and just swats it away. And it was pretty fun just to like, screw Draymond Green for that one. But that was pretty cool. A nice little stretch. So it set the tone for the rest of the game between Davis and Draymond Green. And you got to jump to the fourth quarter for everything here. And that's where that matchup was interesting. And, you know, it's kind of what, what would you do in this case if you were a coach? And I don't know if there's a good answer. So fourth quarter, uh, close game, Pelicans down one. And... Um, you got a chance to win this. Anthony Davis in that quarter, one for four. Every time he got the ball, Draymond Green was guarding him. At a certain point, he went to uh, the Pelicans were at the line. Uh, he missed a free throw. Uh, the Pelicans were down two. The Pelicans grab an offensive rebound, rare offensive rebound. It was their one offensive rebound that quarter, uh, grabbed by each one more. Get the ball. You're out of timeouts. Uh, there's like 14 seconds left. So you have a chance to tie or take the lead now all of a sudden. The, um, the reason he was the line was that uh, on the inbound, the Warriors were up three. They fouled for the Pelicans to go to the line. 
uh, for two as opposed to taking a three to potentially tie after they'd called the timeout. Smart, smart play. So, but the Pels get the ball back, and they have a chance to tie or take the lead. They get the ball to Anthony Davis, matched up one-on-one with Draymond Green. He had his back to the basket. Draymond Green poked the ball out. You guys saw it happen last night. Um, got it back. Pelicans had a foul. Game was done at that point, so it was a bit disappointing, very anticlimactic ending. And it looks like Draymond Green ultimately won the battle between him and Anthony Davis, despite you know the 20-something points that Davis had uh, overall in the game. He had uh, 28 and 8, along with five blocks. But those six turnovers, and that one was big. After the game, Alvin Gentry said, he's like, I'm going to get the ball to AD all the time in a late-game situation. I'm fine with that, and I'm not really going to second-guess the coach here. I think this is more on Anthony Davis. There wasn't a time. They didn't have a timeout to call. They couldn't design or draw up a play. Uh, the you know the Pelicans needed to maybe be a little bit more organized. Should they grab an offensive rebound in that case? Uh, I don't know if they were not expecting it. What it was, but Davis had his back to the basket, about 16 feet away from the rim. I don't know if he was going to try and turn on Draymond Green and drive uh, and go for a layup or a dunk, or if he was going to shoot a jumper. I don't know if you want him playing with his back to the basket that far away from the rim in that situation. I think maybe you give it to the guard until time runs down, and then you get the ball to Davis for the last second shot. Uh, I'm not an NBA coach. I think I know the game pretty well, but that's you know a tough, tough situation uh, to be presented with. And look, Draymond Green won. Here's the thing, though. They kept going to Davis, matched up one-on-one with Green in that fourth quarter. Green is a top-10 NBA defender probably top three NBA defender. I don't know if that's what you want to be doing. Yeah, you got, you get Davis the ball, but you don't give a lot of time for Draymond Green to come in there and strip it away from him or poke it out. And I had a lot of people tweeting me pictures of that final possession of that turnover. That looked clean to me. I didn't have a problem with the call. You're allowed to have some physical contact in the NBA. So whether it was the arm being hit or, you know, he reached in, you're allowed to do a lot of that. Uh, and you're certainly not necessarily going to make a call there um, for anybody, really. So, you know, it was just a weird thing. You go right at Draymond Green late in the fourth quarter. And Draymond Green said earlier this year he gets offended when teams do that, uh, where they think they can beat him. Normally they can't. The Pelicans couldn't tonight, and it was quite disappointing to see. Uh, and it's what, you know, kind of led to this loss. But again, what would you do instead? And, you know, there's, like I said, there's not really a good answer here. Uh, you know, the Pelicans as a whole went a little bit cold in the fourth quarter. They were 6 of 21 overall. They were 1 of 10 from 3 in the fourth quarter. That's why you don't want to rely on this team shooting. And, you know, for the first half, uh, watching the Pelicans rain down threes and shooting a higher three-point percentage than Golden State, you kind of knew this wasn't going to be sustainable. The shooters are, are warming up a little bit. Buddy Heald's been coming alive. Langston Galloway's been scorching, scorching hot. Um... And then you have Solomon Hill, who's been making threes more than he was making them earlier in the year. But uh, you just don't really have anyone on this team other than Davis that you'd trust, uh, you know, late in a game situation. You know, maybe Holiday, that wouldn't be horrible. But he was 0 for 3 in the fourth quarter. The team just went cold at the wrong time. Um, but it's okay because they had played so well. And, you know, it shows that there's talent on this team that if they get one or two things right, maybe they can make a run next season for playoffs. That's certainly out of the case this year. Uh, so it was disappointing overall to see this team lose. And you saw their demeanors in the locker room after. They were just down. 
Uh, I don't know, you know, how do they rebound? How do you coach them up for this Pacers game where they knew they could win this game? You know, they don't, they don't have moral victories, the players themselves. They are going to be so disappointed, so upset. And, you know, it's, it's understandable. So it's, it's a tough loss to swallow. They did a lot of things, right? The defense was actually pretty impressive against Golden State. Like I said, those turnovers on the entry passes, getting the arms out. Um, still had way too many open shots at the rim a few times, just people being lost on defense. That's, that's been the case for a while now. I'm going to talk about Solomon Hills tomorrow a little bit more uh, as I preview the game against the Pacers, uh, which could be a winnable game, maybe not. Um, but overall, just you're not going to win against Golden State when you're turning the ball over 17 times. If they if they clamp down and just play a little bit tighter, uh, and you know it didn't even come in the fourth quarter. They they had um, four of their turnovers there. It's so about you know average, but you know they had more elsewhere, and it was just had a chance to win. You got to learn how to close out games. Um, and be better in those late-game situations. Holiday was supposed to help there, uh, and he has at times, but, oh boy, you could see it wasn't great against the Warriors last night. So disappointing loss, but it was a good loss in my opinion. Like I said, I didn't think the Suns' win was a good win uh, because they were just doing things wrong in that game. Here they did a lot right. Still some wrong, still some wrong, but a lot right, and it's at least nice to see them show some fight you know, that just the Suns win alone gave them some energy. And they showed it tonight. God, they were just all over the place with energy. But the you got to wonder if this loss takes it away. And it's going to be disappointing. Um, but we'll see how they come out against the Pacers. And like I said, I'll have that one previewed for you guys tomorrow. So thank you for listening to Locked On Pelicans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We are on Audio Boom, iTunes, any app you use. It's there. I promise you, you can find it. On Twitter, it's at LockedOnPels. I'm your host, Jake Madison. Thank you for listening, and I'll be back with you guys tomorrow.